Honor Him. Honor the name of Jesus. Be glorified in this place, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, good morning. So glad that you are with us this morning. Those of you who are here, who have made it here, and those who may be watching or listening uh, via the internet. Um, we'll pray in a minute. Minute. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, uh, just a couple of quick things. Our, I appreciate all of the, those of you who uh, volunteer every week. The praise team, obviously, stay late on Wednesday in practice. Uh, Rachel, for what she's doing with the youth, and Mitch helping her as well. Uh, Tony, and, uh, and today, Isabella helping uh, in the booth, and last week, Addie helping in the booth. We, I appreciate all that you do, all that you do, and Deacon Steve and everything that he does. I appreciate all that you do on a voluntary basis. I appreciate it. We have nobody on the payroll here. Um, and so everything that's done is done, I know, from your heart, serving the Lord as you serve each other. But that's for all of us to do. And I'm not standing here asking all of you to volunteer at the church. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But my brothers and sisters, whether you do it here among us or whether you're doing it in your community, man, you, that's, that's, that's the essence of God, is love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Reaching out. And in these days that we're living in right now, I think it's more important. It would be very easy for all of us to kind of cocoon amongst each other, amongst our own families. We can't do that. We need to reach out. Even if we're not sure whether that person is a believer or even if we're not sure if that person happens to have the same political uh, belief or leaning that we have. First of all, it shouldn't matter, political leanings. It shouldn't matter. Any of that shouldn't matter. We are children of God first. Amen? All right. So I don't know why that I've said that. I, I I, I just let the Holy Spirit have his way. Wherever you are and whatever it is that you're doing, first and foremost, be a Christian. Amen? And all that that entails. God bless you. So Father, here we are, gathered in the name of Jesus, so we are in your presence. Lord, I pray that everything that is done and said here is done and said by your Holy Spirit. Lord God, I pray that you would give me the grace that I need to preach and teach and only say those things that you would want said. Father, likewise, I pray that by your grace that we would have ears to hear and hearts to receive, to know what it is that you're saying, to know your will, Father, and then the grace to do it. So thank you, Lord, and I appreciate you. I love you. I worship you. I adore you. And Father, thank you for these folks that are here and the folks that are listening. Father, bless their homes. Bless their homes because of what they receive today. Let them carry it with them everywhere they go because it's you. Father, I ask also that you would Bless our sister D as she's traveling and as she's uh, getting a procedure. Our little sister Tori, Father, as she's traveling and as she's doing some things. Father, I pray that, yeah, as they're doing these things in the natural, Father, thank you for the supernatural things that you're doing in them and through them. Father, thank you that you're going to cause your ministry to flourish through them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that's working in them. Father, and for anyone else, Father, there are many people that are not here today. Father, people who we love, people who we count as part of your family, our family. Father, if they're sick in their bodies, Father, we pray that you would minister your healing to them by your word and by your spirit. Lord, if they're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, if they're suffering in their emotions, Lord, right now, here and now, 
Father, we bind our faith together in this room and to all those who would say yes and amen. Father, we come against that. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. He is not the one who gives us fear. Lord, you have given us power, love, and a sound mind. So for all of our brothers and sisters who are suffering in their emotions and suffering some a dark season maybe, they're going through the valley. Father, in Jesus' name, we minister your love. We minister, Father, your care. And we ask, Lord, that you be with them, that you draw them close to yourself, that in the middle of this valley, in the middle of this dark season, Lord that they come to know you in a mighty way, in a real way, and that, Father, your strength is made perfect in their weakness. We stand together in this, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Brothers and sisters, that wasn't just to pass the time. I believe that everything that was prayed right there, God heard. And I believe that everything that was prayed in faith and agreed upon will happen according to his will, according to his word. Amen? Okay, he called us to pray for one another. And that's what we just did. And he wouldn't ask us to do it if he wasn't going to act upon it. Amen. So now, in the past few weeks, we've been together. Obviously, wisdom and power uh, were, were made major uh, issues as it related to what God was speaking to us. And then last week, living and being filled with Holy Spirit. Major issues as it relates to what God is communicating. Not, some things are old hat to many of us who have been in the faith for a long time. And my prayer is that you know, maybe we've heard it in a different way or we're in that season where we're very receptive. So I'm going to continue today in um, wisdom and, and spirit and power, um, but maybe from a different angle, but nothing different than what you've already heard, especially from this pulpit. But my hope is that Holy Spirit would take all of it together and we would have something new, something hard, some meat to chew on, and something that would cause us, my brothers and sisters, to meditate on God's Word more and, and harder, with more urgency, and live differently. Amen? And be better equipped. So we're going to begin in that vein, on, in Colossians chapter 2. Some of it will be on the board, some of it won't, so let's pay attention. In Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love. Let me pause there a minute. This is the Apostle Paul. The Holy Spirit is speaking through the Apostle Paul, and he's speaking to the church. My brothers and sisters, our hearts should be knit together in love. We should be, above all things, we should love one another, period. That's it. That's one of the main fruits that we know that God is in us and we're in God. Amen? Amen? Okay, so, so watch. Tony, you say that a lot. We've studied it a lot. We've studied First John together. We, okay, but my brothers and sisters, if we, we need to get better at doing it. Because if we were better at doing it, some of the things that we are suffering as a congregation, as a church in general, we wouldn't be suffering. And some of the things that we should have, as it relates to the power and the manifestations of Holy Spirit, we'd have. Okay, so being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So this is, the wisdom and knowledge of God are, they're treasures. Verse 4, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words, for though I am absent in the flesh, 
Yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. You're not going to be moved out of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so live your life in him. Right? Amen? Okay, we know that that's what that means. Okay. Um, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So, so you hear what Paul is saying. You know the word of God. You, you've heard the word of faith. So now, I, I, my prayer, I'm saying you, that you would stay steadfast in that, even though I'm not with you in the flesh. I'm saying that you would stay steadfast in that, right? And you're not, So now listen to what he says in verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, God has not cheated us out of anything. We've cheated ourselves. See, I've been a minister for a long time and for, um, I don't know, the last eight or ten, I've been saying, my brothers and sisters, there is no difference between us and the early church. God didn't love them more, therefore place all of that power and all of those manifestations of His Holy Spirit. He didn't give them more power than is available to us. The problem is, this is part of our problem, that we're listening to all of these other things, and some of them sound really good. And we listen to these popular preachers and pastors, and not even preachers and pastors. We listen to the wisdom of the world. Remember where we've been now, last week, the week before. We listen to the wisdom of the world, and it sounds good, and it sounds right, so we think about that. And that's empowering me, and it's all about justice, and it's all about... Baloney! It's absolute baloney. And so this is why Holy Spirit through the Apostle is saying, beware lest anyone cheat you. How 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 am I going to be cheated? Through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. You're listening to the world's wisdom. You're listening to what those philosophers are saying. But you've got to remember that Christ alone is truth. Hallelujah. And in Him is all the power. Watch. In verse 9, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In who? Christ. It wasn't a trick question. Just shout it out when you know. <laughs> uh, so, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. All of the power belongs to him. Yeah, but what about the prince and the power of the air? Oh, yeah. That's just for a little while longer, and his power isn't the ultimate. He can only do, listen, listen to this. He can only do what you let him do. All right. Amen. So now let's go to 1 Corinthians, and this is one that we've been in and out of, but now let's, again, we're tying, I believe Holy Spirit is tying everything together. And all of this should help all of us to live, my brothers and sisters, to live a more victorious Christian life. 1 Corinthians 1, beginning in verse 21. For since the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. What? What the heck does that mean? So listen, it's wisdom of God, and it's talking about the world through wisdom did not know God. The world through its own wisdom. There's still those in this, they're still trying to figure out God. Is there a God? This speaks to God. You can't figure him out. You've heard me say it dozens of times within the last few weeks. And this is why I'm saying it. It's not just because I'm smart, although I am. It's because this is what the Word of God says. For since the wisdom of God 
in the wisdom of God, excuse me, in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. That the simple message, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that would be what would save people. Not figuring this thing out and there's this extreme knowledge like the Gnostics of old would say. There's this extreme knowledge and you've got to tap into this and you tap into that and you attain this knowledge, this mystical stuff and then all of a sudden now you're one with God or now you're saved. No. It's this preaching of the Lord Jesus Christ's gospel. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Believing on Him. Amen? Alright, so you said amen. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greek, listen, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Power and wisdom. Right? This is where we've been, right? Power of God, wisdom of God. Holy Spirit gives us both. The whole, that through the Holy Spirit. The power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is the source. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So just, just keep that in mind. If, if what we just read in 1 Corinthians. Jesus Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. So now let me introduce something else to you today. And, and guys, I'm not going to give you any scriptures that you haven't already read, for, especially those of you who are veterans of the faith. However, let's keep it in in the light of where God has us right now, especially over the last few weeks. In Proverbs 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, see, not just hearing it, but I really, I want to know, I want to understand this. Yes, if you cry for discernment, and lift up your voice for understanding if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So, so now watch. I'm, I'm looking at this passage. We're talking about wisdom, right? We're talking about understanding. And, but look, at, there's, this, there's another factor here. We've already talked about wisdom and power, and now there's this third factor. What's the third factor? Put it back up there. What's the third factor? Look in verse 5. I got it underlined. It's easy. Fear of the Lord. I, again, not trying to stump anybody. Not, but I, it's very obvious. The third factor, this third element, is fear of the Lord. So we'll stay there just a little. Now, in, in Proverbs 2, man, it gives you everything. The benefits of the fear of the Lord. What the fear of the Lord. It defines it. I mean, it's a very good chapter to read. But there's so many other uh, verses and so on and so forth through the scripture that talk about wisdom. For example, in Proverbs 9, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Here again, without the fear of the Lord, you can't have wisdom. Right? You, you there? Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Do you think he really means what he's saying? Yes. A good understanding have all those who uh, try his commandments. What? Do his commandments. You have to do them. Again, a good understanding have all those who do His commandments. And remember where we were. I can't remember. Everything's running together. It was a Wednesday night uh, Bible study or whatever. But remember, it's by experience. And if he, I think it was in Hebrews where we're talking about it's by experience that we have learned some of these things and we've matured because we've put to use what we know. And then we experience. Right? 
All right, so some of you who have studied together, we know that. Now, Proverbs 16.6, In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs evil. I can't stop doing this, Pastor Tony. I mean, I just, I want to, I want to break free, but I just keep getting drunk. My own flesh is leaving. Maybe you have a problem as it relates to the fear of the Lord. See, maybe you're praying and you think that you've gone to the altar and you have had a dose of the Holy Spirit, but there's these other things that you just can't get rid of. You can't put down. You know, Holy Spirit is nudging you and, and, and you're quenching Him and you're, and you're putting the fire out because there's just something... Because maybe you don't fully fear the Lord. Maybe you, haven't, you don't understand what the fear of the Lord actually is. I'll, I'm going to say this. I, I wasn't going to put this one in here. and you, It won't be on the board. But I want to bring this up. I'm going to push on this just a little bit. In Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I've come across a handful of people, and probably I'm being generous, it's probably more than a lot more than it's probably a lot more than a handful of people who don't want to know. They don't want instruction. They don't want to be... And, and in some cases, it's just a mere matter of pride. I'm not going to have anybody tell me, this is what I know. Hmm. There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof leadeth unto destruction. It says that in two places in Proverbs, too far apart. God means it. If we go according to our own wisdom, according to our own understanding, it can lead to our destruction. In fact, it will lead to our destruction. Look at everything that we've studied together or that the Holy Spirit has brought us to now about the wisdom of the world versus the wisdom of man, about following the flesh and the, the, the traditions of the world and the spirit. It's very plain. God has made it very easy for us as it relates to uh, knowing what path that we need to take. But what God didn't do was make us make that change Put us by the, grab us by the nap of the neck and throw us over there and say, here's where you are. No. God says, I'm showing you. I've done everything I could for you. And I'm showing you the way that I want you to go that's going to lead to your success. It's going to lead to eternal life with me. Mm-hmm. Choose. I, I love, so there's some passages, obviously, in, in the whole scripture. I love the scriptures. But, you know, when Joshua says, I put before you today life and death, right? Choose life. He's telling the Israelites, he's telling God's people, I put before you death and life. Choose life. Uh, I, was it Isaiah said, listen, how, how long will you halt between two decisions? If Baal is God, serve him. If, if the Lord is God, serve him. So if you've already made the decision in your heart that Jesus is who he said he is, then if you've made that decision in your mind, you've had an intellectual... Now listen, give it your full response. What's your full response? Now if you've made that intellectual choice, you think, you know what, Pastor Tony's preaching is really good. And you won't be wrong. No, but Pastor Tony's preaching is pretty good. And, and I believe what the Bible says. And I believe it. So, so you've, you've, you've received this on an intellectual level. So now receive it in your heart. Receive it on a spiritual level. And say, okay, now when you receive it, the difference is, my brothers and sisters, that is once you receive it on a spiritual level, once you receive it in your heart, then it becomes your life. Amen? Amen? So now, okay, I'm, I'm ready. So choose life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Choose Jesus. Choose life. Amen? All right. 
I, I wanted to throw that in there because so many times... And I will tell you this. Uh, in its spiritual things, absolutely. Absolutely. But I've run into so many... And as many of you, as many of you, um, so many young folks, especially that... Um, gosh, as it relates to spiritual things, they have all the answers. And even as it relates to, you know, everyday things, they have all the answers. Just like when I was a teenager, I knew everything. My parents didn't know nothing. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> You know, uh, what do they know? This, it's a different time. It's a different day and age. Uh, they don't know. They live something different. It was different back then when they had the experience. My experience is, you know, Solomon said it. There's nothing new under the sun. Isn't that what he said in Ecclesiastes? There's nothing new under the sun. So, my brothers and sisters, here's my point. So, sometimes it's just a general attitude of people and their own pride and their, their own hubris that will not allow them to take instruction, and certainly from some people. Now, you know, and I'm just going to say this, that you know that there's some people in your life, even if they're right, you just don't want to hear it from them. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Okay, so now watch. That's, that's your fault. You need to pray about that because there's something that needs to be done on the inside of you. And here's what I know. That's, that's, that's not good for you, but here's what I do know. God loves you. Jesus died so that you can go to him and say, Lord, this isn't right. I know this isn't right. I can't change it, so I want, I'm yielding to you. I want you to help me to change this. Right? I want your strength made perfect in my weakness. Hallelujah. See, that's what's so great about serving the God that we serve. He's not asked us to do these things and then left us alone to see how we're going to do. No, He knows it's impossible for us to do without Him. So He stands with us. Hallelujah. But see, we're, we're these hard-headed, you know, this American culture where when we say, okay, God, help me. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And because it doesn't happen immediately, and because it doesn't happen the way we expect, we think it doesn't work. Well, Pastor Tony's full of baloney. No. No. Sometimes we just have to wait. And it's not fun in the waiting, is it? But I learned the most in the waiting. And sometimes I've learned this through the 40 plus years that I've been a Christian. I've learned this. That in those moments of waiting, that's where he's really taken me to places that I start to understand more that my faith is built up a little bit more, right? If he just handed it to me every time I asked for it, that's not tempering me. That's not making me, come on. When we're You know when you're raising children, you have to let them experience some hard knocks and bumps. You know, you're not going to be there all the time. You want them to have some experiences when they're young so that, listen, now you're not going to throw them right to the wolves immediately, but you're going to go ahead and make sure that they have some experiences because you know what's ahead of them when they leave your house. And see, that's what the part of our problem is. We've, we're, we're waiting on a government to solve all of our problems, to pay all of our bills. We're wait, you know, and if it's not the government, oh, I'm going to live with my mother and father until I'm 47 years old. No, it, you, we, no. Now listen, please, hear my heart. I'm not trying to be funny, and I'm not trying to criticize anybody who happens to live with their parents. I'm not, that's not what I mean. Hear, please hear my heart. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak to me as a parent. If, if my children are dependent upon that, then I've failed. I haven't taught them. I haven't, listen, I haven't given them any sense of, listen, listen making their own decision. Listen up now. Come on. Don't Listen. 
I haven't given them the experience of making their own decisions and then living with the consequences of their decisions. See, I had a conversation with a, a fella, uh, one of my neighbors. Uh, he, he's not born again, so every chance that I get, we just kind of care about each other. He'll come over to the house. We, on Saturdays, that's our yard day. So he's a couple of houses down across the street. He'll wave at me. I'll wave at him. And uh, yeah, we're too old for this. He says, I know, but Saturday's our day. He said, every Saturday. Every... And so then he'll come over and then I'll give him a, uh, cold water out of the refrigerator. We'll start talking a little bit. And then, or, you know, yesterday I helped him out a little bit. He gives me a cold drink. At his... Hey, come on, Tom, let's sit down and talk. He's not born again. But every chance I get, I try to insert something. But here's the thing, and God, give me wisdom. God, give me wisdom so that I could lay some groundwork, so that I could plant some seeds, and then you could go ahead and do the rest. You can bring a harvest out of this, amen? But give me wisdom so I don't totally turn them off. That doesn't mean I compromise. Here's what the Word says. That's right. Here's what the Word says. But my brothers and sisters, my point is this. We're talking, he's a little bit older than I am, so we're talking about the way things are going and some of the young people. And he's talking to me about his grandkids and I tell him about my grandkids, all my grandkids. And, and we're just talking about how things are going in the culture and in the society. He said, hey, when we were younger, wasn't it this? Yeah. Wasn't it that? We had respect. We, we I said, man, uh, you know, we didn't say any bad words in front of people, in front of ladies especially. Uh, now I'm embarrassed by the, the language that I'm hearing some of these young ladies using. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally serious. I mean, some young ladies, I mean, they don't care. One, one time I had to go up to the clubhouse to go see the owner, and I, I go up in there, and there's a, the lady, these young ladies that are part of the wait staff. I'm walking by, and, the, and I just, I, they're saying it loud. They don't care. And then the four-letter words that they were using was embarrassing. I couldn't believe it. But now I'm told that that's common. Not among my grandkids, of course. But, he, but here's, the, here's, the, here's the point, my brothers and sisters. Things have changed, and because we think we know better, or because, you know, this is the way the culture is, you know, we don't want to hear from you. We're going to... No. Wisdom from God. Fear of the Lord. You have to have fear of the Lord in order to have wisdom. And if you... Listen, if you don't want wisdom, that's... There's no way that you're going to ever be able to experience the presence of the Lord in your life. No way. Amen? So now, I'm, I'm going to give you, a, I'm going to throw a couple examples, uh, and, and you're, you're familiar with them. We've, we've said it from this pulpit, and, and I'm sure you're you know, very familiar anyway. In Exodus chapter 20, he, you and I, we've been together here several times, but this is when the Israel, uh, they're free from Egypt now, and they come to the base of Mount Sinai, remember? And God is going to appear to them, and he's going to start talking to Israel. See, when God was giving the commandments, he was speaking to all of them at first. But remember, they were there, and now there were thunders and lightnings and flashes. I'm going to read for you from uh, starting from verse 18. Now, all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightnings flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. And they said to Moses, "You speak with us, and we will hear. But let God speak with us. Let, let not God speak with us, because we'll die. He's going to kill us. Look, all these thunders, these lightnings. They're seeing all of this. Oh man! So now, listen to Moses, and you know this, but." repeat this. And Moses said in verse 20, Exodus 20, verse 20, Moses said to the people, do not fear. For the Lord has come to test you, remember that too, to test you and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick 
darkness where God was. My brothers and sisters, there's so much here. Now, we've discussed this before. But look, it doesn't make sense. Moses says to the people, don't fear, but have the fear of the God before you. Okay, don't be afraid to be in God's presence, but at the same time, remember this awesomeness of God. Remember what is causing your natural man to have this fear because you know if he wants to, he can squash you like a bug. Come on. I am so glad that God is merciful. There are so many times when he would have been just just to squash me like a bug. But thank God for his grace and mercy. Hallelujah. And thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, so here you have the people seeing all of this mighty power that's being, listen, that's being presented to them in the natural, in their, the thunderings, in the lightnings, in the darkness, in the... <gasps> and, and most say, listen, God is doing this to test you. God is, God is doing this so that now you know. So when you're tempted to disobey, remember this. <laughs> right? Okay, God doesn't want you to be squashed like a bug. Does, God doesn't want you to... Listen, God doesn't want you, hear me, to die. God brought you out of Egypt to live. God doesn't want you to have hardship. God doesn't want you to suffer. God doesn't want you... God, now, suffer for His name is different, so understand where I'm coming from. But that's why He brought you out of darkness into His marvelous light through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? But now look. I, I saw this, and this jumped out at me this time. So I'm so thankful that I continue to go back to these familiar scriptures. Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. So darkness, we know, generally speaking, is relating to the powers of the enemy. But in this case, God was in the darkness. God wasn't darkness. Do you see that? God wasn't darkness, but he was in the darkness. Oh, God, this will preach. Listen to me. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. You're going through a dark spot. You don't understand it. It's the worst thing that's happened to you. Or it's just tearing your heart out. It's, it's whatever it is. You know, your job is not working out like you planned. Or whatever, just the common things. Your kids are acting a fool. And just the common things. You know, people that you should love you and should, you know, be, be kind to you and that you should have relationship with. They can't stand you. All of that. God is in that darkness sometimes. God, well, later for them. Or I'm going to give up. No, don't give up. God is in that darkness waiting for you to be there. Where? In His presence in that darkness. See, sometimes we're going, we're, we're experiencing these dark places and we forget to call on God in the middle of the dark place. Oh, what are you talking about, Tony? I'm praying real hard. No, get in His presence. Don't sit there complaining about the darkness. God knows it's dark. He's there. So don't complain about the darkness. Instead, Father, in Jesus' name, I am so thankful that I am not going through this alone. See, God inhabits the praises of His people. So you, do you... And Listen, God is everywhere, but in order for you to be in this manifest presence of God, you praise Him and you lift Him up in the middle of this darkness. Hallelujah. And then instantaneously, He's going to wave a magic wand of you and all the darkness disappears. No! No! Sometimes you experience in this because, listen, He's growing you up. He's raising you up. He's testing your faith so that you can see. Uh, yep. Faith without works is dead, so I'm going to have a faith that works. 
<laughs> Boy, that was good. I'm glad we're recording this. I'm going to have a faith that works. And here it is. I'm in the middle of this dark place. I'm praising God. I'm worshiping God. I'm, I'm making my supplications and prayers to God, but at the same time, in the middle of it, being thankful that He will never leave me or forsake me. And I'm going to wait. Oh, this darkness is not clearing up very fast, Steve. What are we going to do? Well, I may say, Steve, <laughs> hallelujah. Hey, Steve, would you bind your faith with mine? See, that's the other thing that we miss. Sometimes we think that we need to go through it ourselves. We don't need to go through it ourselves. He's called us, to, listen, listen, listen. This is, about, this is about relationships. And listen, sometimes God is going to speak to me through my brother Steve. I don't have to be all boastful and, and proud about it. Well, Steve, no, sometimes, sometimes the Lord is going to speak to me through a donkey. He has. Not a literal donkey, but someone who was a donkey. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. That wasn't Holy Spirit. That was Tony. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get back in spirit here. So now listen. So, so what happens is they, they refused. So Moses had to go up and do it. So, so remember too, so Moses goes up there and he's going back and forth. But then one time he goes up there and he's up there for a long time. And that brings us to uh, chapter 32 in Exodus. In chapter 32 of Exodus, what happened? Well, Moses has been gone for a long time. So let's go ahead and pull all your earrings off all of your golden earrings, let's put them in the kettle and let's see what happens. A golden calf popped out. No, they didn't make it. It just popped out. That golden calf popped out. And then and they said, look it, this is what's said. Behold your God. Man, a few chapters ago, they saw God blowing up the mountain. They were so fearful of Him in that moment, they wanted to stay away. They, they didn't want to get in His presence. That fear was just fear and not awe, respect. Yes. It was just, I'm fearing these elements. Right? There's a difference. And that's what we need to get a hold of, this reverence, this, this awesomeness of God. And so, I get, that's why I get tired of people saying, and we, I think we discussed this on Wednesday, I get tired of people saying, well, if God is so loving, if God is so kind and He's the essence of, the essence of love is God, then how could He let bad things happen? Again, the earth is cursed. He's, he's made a way. He said, you go this way. This is what will happen. You go that way. That's what will happen. We make the choice. We make the choice. Yeah, but Tony, I even know some Christians who serve God and bad things happen to them. Okay. How do you know that God is in the middle of that bad thing with them speaking things into their lives that they would have not had had they not been through that event or that situation. How do you know? You don't. I don't. I think one of our, I think our sister D brought up the fact, when, when I, and I'm still not 100% over, and, and I'm still praying for our brothers and sisters who are being abused mightily in Afghanistan. But D said, and reminded me, in the middle of that suffering, they could be closest with God that they've ever closer to God than we are. Amen. So why do bad things happen to good people? Well, first of all, who are good people? Yeah. We don't get to decide that. Jesus, remember, uh, good master or, or good. Well, why do you call me good? good. No one's good but God. Yeah. Right. So God is the one who defines good. He is good. Yes. 
Okay? So now, first, so, so we don't have the right to pick and choose and, and decide who's good and what things should happen to that person or those people. We, we don't get that. That's man's wisdom. Right? So I'm going to fear the Lord. I'm going to respect and be in awe of His mighty, awesome power. And then begin to know Him. And not, so I, I wanted to bring, I, I just wanted to bring to you, this is your God when that calf, this is your God. But look, I want, I want to read to you. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings, brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat, to drink, and rose up to play. That's part of our problem. That is speaking, my brothers and sisters, to feeding your flesh. See, we're more about what is the here and now. I'm, I'm more about partying and, and, you know, and eating and, and having these comforts and all of that. That's where my heart is. So look, if the wisdom that points me toward that... Come on, somebody pay attention. If the wisdom uh, is pointing in that direction, that's the wisdom I'm going to follow. That's the wisdom of the world. Right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm glad there's so many of you that are nodding. So remember another example. King David. Remember, he had it in his heart. He wanted to move the, the Ark of the Covenant uh, from Jabeth Gilead to, uh, to Jerusalem. So they start to move. Now it's been in the house of Abinadab, his son Ahio, and Uzzah were also living in the house the whole time. So now they put it on the new cart. And they're, they're having praise and worship music, and they're going. And now it hits a bumper, stumbles, and uh, uh, Uzzah puts his hand so that the Ark of the Covenant doesn't fall off the cart. God struck him dead immediately. God struck him dead? Yeah. You are not, only the Levites can move it, and only the Levites can move it in a certain way. God said, this is how this should be done. That's my presence, and not everybody gets to do. He's, God, God is teaching us something. And listen, this is what the Word of God said. This is what the instruction says. And it says it for a reason. So this is how it's done. He touched it. Dead. Oh, that's so harsh, Tony. But look at... I want you to see this with me. In 2 Samuel 6. And this is, again, this is a little bit deeper. In 2 Samuel uh, chapter 6, beginning in verse 8. And David became angry. Why did David become angry? because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of that place Perez Uzzah to this day. That means uh, the separating uh, or the tearing away of Uzzah. And my, but, but, but I want to go back to the first part of that. David became angry. Why did he become angry? Because the Lord struck Uzzah. That, well, that doesn't sound... No. See, the, the, the reason... That's wrong. God did what he was supposed to do as it relates to, this is spiritual law. If you do this, this is, a, this is what can happen. Some of you are really, I mean, all of you right now are really quiet. Boy, that's pretty harsh. God is showing us something. He is real. He is awesome. And when he says something, he means it. Well, why did he have to do that? Because he, what he says is truth. It's spiritual law. Yeah, but he didn't have to do that. Yes, he did. So now David is angry because God did what he was supposed to do. David needs to learn something now. Right? So David quits. He says, and David says, how am I going to be able to move this thing 
to, to my house. How am I, how, not literally, how am I going to be able to move this ark to Jerusalem? How's this going to happen now? So they leave it there by the, the, they were by the threshing floor. of. And I, please forgive me, I, I forgot the, the family's name. And so uh, for three months, they're being blessed. They're being blessed. And he comes to David and says, okay, something is, I, I, I'm, I'm just supposing now. I'm just supposing. The Bible doesn't say this, but I'm supposing. I can imagine David saying, okay, something is going on here. Because all Uzzah did was touch it dead. This is in this house. And by the way, Uzzah knew it. He knew he wasn't supposed to touch it. He was in that house all of those years with his Abinadab, his, his dad, with his brother, and they, ser- they served the Lord. They must have... He knew. But my brothers and sisters, look, so now David's saying, look, something's up. He touched it dead. It's, it's in this house all of this time, these three months, and they're being blessed. I, what's, something's up. So what does David do? David goes and he changes his attitude. What do you mean, Tony? Well, they still have the instruments, but they do everything according to the Word of God. And David himself, even though he's not a Levite, he puts on the ephod, and then he dances before the Lord. He's just, he lets it go. He's just worshiping and adoring God. He's honoring God. He's not honoring himself. He's not living according to what he thinks is right. He's honoring God. It's being moved the right way. It's be, right? Come on. See, I got to do things God's way. But listen, thank God we're living in grace and he doesn't squash me like a bug every time I do the wrong thing. Amen? Hallelujah. So I'm so glad that that's Old Testament. Because God, I love, I, I, I keep repeating this. I love the way Francis Chan says it. Yeah, because God is, he, he, he mellowed out so much in the New Testament. Have you read Revelation? <laughs> but now, let's go to Acts chapter 5. Again, another story that we're all familiar with. In Acts chapter 5, we know now the church is, is starting to prosper, but they're, uh, they're, they're, they're helping each other out. The poor people and the people that are in need are being blessed because they're keeping, they're, it, the Bible says they have all things in common. So the people that have wealth, have means, are making sure that the people who are poor have what they need to survive. And it's done voluntarily. So they're placing these offerings at the disciples' feet so that the disciples can distribute it to the church as needed. And now there's thousands in the church, right? So we know that there's this man named Ananias, and his wife's name is Sapphira. And they had land, that, and they pledged that whatever they would make off the land, they'd give to the church. But they held back. So when Ananias brings the, the money to the elders of the church, Peter says, hey, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't want to read it. Hey, and wasn't that land yours? Didn't you sell the land for this much? And wasn't that land yours? Yeah. Okay. Did you have a mortgage on it or something? Did you? Because why has Satan filled your heart and you've held back some of the money that you made? You've not lied. Right? You've not lied to man, but you've lied to God. It says when Ananias heard this, he dropped dead. He hear, in verse 5 it says, Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. Now, listen to the next few um, words. It says, So great fear 
came upon all those who heard these things. Uh Uh-oh. So now about three hours later, his wife Sapphira comes. And so Peter questions her. And he says, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, look at verse 9 with me. How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Did you see that? You see that word test there? That is the same word when Jesus was in the desert, remember, and he was being tempted by the enemy, by Satan. And remember, Satan said, hey, throw yourself off this building. It's written that God will not, he'll put his angels, give his angels charge over you that you wouldn't even stub your foot on a stone. Jesus, how did Jesus answer? It is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Same word. It's the, the root, the base of that word is the same. And it means to pierce, you know, among other things. It's amazing to me. It's like, I'm, I'm going to poke God. That's the, when I read the, the root meaning of that word, that's one of it. You know, I'm going to poke God. God takes it personal. Peter said to her, how is it that you agree together to poke or to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look at those, I'm, I'm reading this, Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at her feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out and buried her by her husband. That's New Testament. That's New Testament. That's in the church. Look at verse 11 with me. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. See, there were people that acknowledged that there's something different about these people. They esteemed them highly. They wouldn't join them. They were worried about getting excommunicated. They were worried. It was a, but they esteemed them highly. They looked at them. Why? There's something different about these people. They're living a certain way. They're doing a certain thing. And there's, watch, let me back up. Many signs and wonders were done among those people. Did you hear that? They were in one accord. There were no disputes or fights among them. There were no arguments. Nobody had any bitterness. Nobody had any offs. No one had any grudges with anybody. Are you hearing it? Okay, I, I know this isn't your favorite sermon because I'm not blowing up, but I'm just telling you this is good stuff. <clears throat> Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. Did you hear that? So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least a shadow of Peter passing might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jeruz- to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. God stopped doing that. No, He's done that among some of us. God hasn't stopped doing that. God has stopped doing it on this scale. Why? Fear of the Lord. Love of God. We don't love. We're not together like they were. We don't have the fear of the Lord. Did you see? I I think this is very specific, my brothers and sisters. I think the the fear of the Lord is such a key element. Right? It's such a wisdom, power, Holy Spirit, power. Fear of the Lord, which you can't have wisdom without. Right? So it's a very key element. And so that's why God allowed that, or God 
did that very early on in the church. See, here's what's happening. The, the, the church is starting to, it's growing, it's, it's prospering. You know, there's signs, wonders, and miracles being done. So people are getting a little bit happy. Oh, yeah, well, there's still some, you know, there's still some um, persecution that's going on. In fact, in chapter 4, we just, and we've gone over it ourselves. You know, Peter and John were just released from prison. They were being threatened by the Sanhedrin, their own people. They still had to worry about the Romans. There were still all of those threats around them, but they're experiencing the presence of God. And in the presence of God, there is all this strength and all of this, all of the, the well-being is being taken care of because of the love that they have with one another, for one another. My brothers and sisters, in the middle of this, right in the middle of this, some people maybe started to get a little bit comfortable and forget who was really in charge. I'm going to impress these apostles. I'm going to impress these elders. I'm going to impress some people. I'm going to do something. I'm going to go ahead and give a little bit. Or I'm going to, I'm going to say one thing and do another. Uh, but, you know, no, no one will be the wiser. And after all, I'm still giving generously. A little bit comfortable. A little bit, listen, a little, come on, just a little bit less fearful. A little bit, mm, God is for us. God is, look at, God is healing. God is wonderful. God is, Jesus is my pal, my buddy, my friend. Right? He is. Be straight up with Him. That's all, just be straight up with Him. Don't lie. Right? Don't, don't, don't continue to do those secret sins. Just because you could fool Pastor Tony, you can't fool God. You may be able to fool, fool your parents, you may be able to fool, and, and, and you may not even care about it. But God does. And so, early in the church, early in the church, God, took, God showed how serious this is. Fear of the Lord. So watch. In the Old Testament, you see God at work and He's showing them, listen, be, you, you, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? And so now you see it in, in the New Testament. The, you, you have to maintain the fear of the Lord. Just because Jesus died and paid for my sins, just because God has gifted me with Holy Spirit, doesn't mean now that I don't need the fear of the Lord. Why? Well, Tony, that doesn't make any sense because God is merciful, God is loving, and Jesus has paid the price, and you know we're all in Christ Jesus, and it's all about the love. And all. It is! And this is what He says. If you love Me, you'll do what I tell you to do. It is! And He hasn't squashed Me yet, even though I've made some mistakes. But ultimately, the fear of the Lord, the respect the awe. I don't think, I don't just sit here simply and I don't preach or teach or say to you, oh yeah, Jesus is, you know, you can, uh, grace is greasy and, you know, we, we just can do what we want because Jesus has died for our sins. And, and, and I don't think that anybody in their right mind and in their heart totally believes that. But I think as human beings, we get a little bit complacent, Steve, thank you for that word. We get a little bit complacent and we just forget about, listen, the fear of the Lord, that God is awesome, God is mighty, God is God. Is God. We're not. He's God. And He's coming back. And see, that Jesus who, listen, that Jesus who got up on that cross voluntarily, 
That one, that Jesus that said, listen, that Jesus that said, forgive them, Father. They don't even know what they're doing. That Jesus, as they were killing Him, He said, forgive them, Father. They don't even know what they're doing. When He comes back, He's a righteous judge. He's a righteous judge. He's coming back. The lion of the tribe of Judah is coming back. And all of His enemies are going to be defeated by the sword of His mouth. He's going to speak and it's going to be done. Wait, listen. This is the Jesus, the pal, the buddy, the friend. When He steps foot on the Mount of Olives, there's going to be a great earthquake. It's going to split. That's the Jesus that's coming back. Oh, Tony, is that really that? Yes. Absolutely, positively, without any shadow of any doubt. He said so. And so now watch. That one that said it, he came out of that grave on the third day, and he just like he said he would. So everything else he says, I believe. I believe it. So now when he tells the church, these things are available to you, they're available. I want it. How about you? And I'm going to continue to ask for it. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, we need God, Holy Spirit, operating among us. Healing. Right? And, there's, and it's not wrong for us to ask the Lord to heal us. He wants us to ask. He is our Jehovah Rapha. If we have a, a need, you know what? I, man, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time eating this week. Or I'm going to have a hard time paying this bill or that bill or the other bill. Pray to God. Ask God. He is your Jehovah Jireh. He wants to provide for you. He wants to. But my brothers and sisters, we can't live our lives without the fear of the Lord and without the power of Holy Spirit and, 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 and without, listen, without wisdom and just roll merrily along. No, we're walking in relationship with God. We're walking according to wisdom and the, the fear of the Lord first and wisdom, acknowledging that He is an awesome, mighty God. And then reading his word with that in mind. This is an awesome and mighty God. He can't lie. He will not lie. And he has my best interest at his heart. So I'm going to pay attention to him. I have this fear of this awesome mighty God. I respect him. I'm in awe of him. If he shows up, my mouth, my jaw is going to drop. I I can only imagine that song that we're all pretty familiar with. Oh gosh, some of the words. I mean, just absolutely. Will I even be able to speak? Will I dance for you, Jesus, and all, or in all of you be still? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I think about that. I hear so. I hear so many people say, "Well, when I get up there, I'm going to ask Jesus this. I'm going to. You know what? I'm probably not going to be. I'm, I'm probably just going to be. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for. Come on." Come on, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, man. Can, can you... I'm in awe of Him. You're in, we should be in awe of Him. This fear. And then with that, reading His Word. And because we want all of Him that we can get. And then reading His Word and having those, those words come to life in us because they're Spirit now, Holy Spirit. And we're receiving them by Spirit and Spirit has dealt us a measure of faith. And now we, could, we have an opportunity to understand what He's saying and then to live what He's saying. That's all about grace and the Spirit, the power. Now we got power. Power what? Power to understand and power to do it. 
then he gives us these other powers. Why? Based on his word, he tells us that by his stripes we were healed. He, he tells us so many things, all of the blessings that are due us because we're, just because we're his kids. Not because we've done anything, not because we've earned it, but because Jesus did it all. And now all we have to do is be in him and these things will happen to us. We may have to wait. We may have to wait. And we may have to drop some of the things that we're hanging on to. I'm, I, oh boy, I had to go there. Yes. Some of these things that you're continuing to hang on to, some of these likes, these things that you just can't get away from, that you can't break loose from, these things are distractions. And these are things that are, that are bringing into you the wisdom of the world. They're, they're, it's, it's not allowing you to have this mind that was in Christ to be in you. It's, it's allowing you to have, listen, it's allowing you or causing you to be double-minded. Remember where we were. A double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Let them not think they'll receive anything from God. So you see this tying together, my, my, I almost said my people. You see me, you see this tie, tie, tying together, God's people. Do you see this tying together? I do, I see this, I see this. My brothers and sisters, I'm in awe of Him. I have the fear of the Lord. I'm in awe of Him. I want wisdom from Him. I want all of Him that I can have. I want to read His Word. I want Holy Spirit to bless me. Because here's what I want. I want Tony to be the most famous pastor on the face of the earth. No. What I want is for us to come in here. I want us, if you're hurting, you know that there's a handful of people in here that can get around you and pray. I'm going to tell you, my mother's sitting there. She's got a testimony. She was, she was still at home sick, suffering with more effects of uh, COVID and some other things and some other issues. She asked for prayer. We prayed, a couple of us last week, we we grabbed hands and prayed, and she told me that night she started feeling better. And she didn't know. Hallelujah. 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 Do, do, do you see that? Isn't that? That's a testimony. The enemy of your soul is overcome already by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So look, he did it for Carmela. He'll do it for you. And that's what being this family, this community is all about. A community of people who fear the Lord, who understand, listen, who are gaining in wisdom and knowledge and who go to him for wisdom, who go to him for... So now listen, there's, there's no reason why what happened there can't happen here. And, and if you're under any teaching or you've been under any teaching that said it, it died with those apostles, wrong. Wrong. It didn't. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. My brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, there is no reason why any of us should sit there and suffer in silence or suffer in thinking that we're, we're alone. You're not alone. First of all, God is with you. Second of all, we're with you. Amen? One last scripture, Acts 9.31. The churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of Holy Spirit they were multiplied. There's two scriptures that I just handed to you. My brothers and sisters, if you walk in the fear of the Lord and you do what God has asked us to do, this church, the church, His church will multiply. Oh yeah, there's a lot of big churches And there's a lot of churches that are tens of thousands of people, but all of those people are not born again. 
Okay? I'm talking about His church. I'm talking about when you, when me, when we're walking in the fear of the Lord and walking according to the commandments that He's given us, He's going to multiply us. He's going to multiply His church. Amen? Amen. And look at what it says. The churches throughout Judea and Samaria had peace. My brothers and sisters, the only thing that happened between the, the, when they were being really persecuted and here in this particular scripture is the apostle Paul became the apostle Paul. Prior to that, he was Saul killing the church, persecuting the church, a big voice against the church. When Saul crossed over, when Saul became a Christian, did they stop persecuting the church? No. In fact, Saul himself, Paul, suffered much persecution. So what is this saying? The church throughout Judea, Galilee, Samaria had peace and were uh, edified, built up. Even in the middle of bad situations, even in the middle of certain circumstances that are negative, that are harsh toward you, toward me, He will grow us, He will edify us. Amen? You can have peace in the middle of a bad situation. You see it? Why? Walking in the fear of the Lord. Look at it. It's underlined. Don't even have to guess. Gave you the answer. Hallelujah. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? The comforter of the Holy Spirit whom He will give you when you ask. Tying into the last. Boy, this is so good. I don't even want to stop, but I've got to. So the praise team can come back. I know we're going to sing a song. Listen, as they're coming and we get ready to sing, as we get ready to sing, you won't distract just come on up. As we get ready to sing, I want to ask anybody, listen, can you honestly say, can you honestly say that the fear of the Lord, this awe, this deep reverence is part of your life. It's part of who you are. Listen, I don't care if you've been a Christian for 40 years plus. I don't care if you've been a Christian for four days, four hours. I don't care. Can you honestly say that the fear of the Lord, and if, and if you say, well, I don't know, Tony, I, listen, Just think about this. If you're in this room, you believe in God. If you believe in God and you believe that everything that this scripture says about him, how could you not be in awe of him? He spoke everything that there is into existence. Even the things you can't see, he spoke into existence. He knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Hallelujah. He's able to love unconditionally. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How could you not be in awe of him? So, so watch. Maybe you need to get down and you need to pray and you need to say, God, God, I know what I've been told about you. I want it to be real to me. I, see, like Job, I knew about you, but now I see you with my eyes. God, I need a real experience. I really want to experience you because I want this fear of the Lord. I want this awe. I want to have this deep reverence. This, this, I want to have that jaw-dropping moment. where. And see, my brothers and sisters, I think that there are some people that are waiting for that moment before they begin to believe. You can't have that moment without believing. You have to acknowledge that He is God. And then go to Him. Amen. Amen. So now, for some of us who have been born again, and we just, you know, the, the pressures of life, and, and things have kind of gotten on us just a little bit, and, you know, we're worn down, and, you know, politics, and, and again, we're listening to too much from the outside. We're listening to too much man's wisdom. So we've lost the fear of the Lord. Why? Because we're depending on man's wisdom, government wisdom, uh, this group wisdom, that group wisdom. Listen. Listen. 
This is a moment when, we're, when they're singing, go to God. That's a great moment. If you want to come down here and pray, the altar will be open if you'd like me to pray with you, not because I'm somebody better, but because I'm just somebody who could agree with you. Let's pray. Let's ask God to change you right down on the inside. Let's ask God to help you to stop listening to those things that you're listening to. Amen? And to get back to this fear and wisdom of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's sing. Let's praise Him. Let's worship Him. Thank you.